Well done, Alex. I try. Oh my god, you're like a sexologist, <laughs> honey. Call me Sex call me Alex. Just call me uh, Rogan Senpai. I guess I don't know. Oh my oh god, dear. it's entirely possible. Um, <laughs> it's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host Sho, and joining me tonight we will have the poser extraordinaire nitai oh my god i'm so fucking dry right now <laughs> oh we need to change that uh and also with me i have alex senpai i saw violet evergarden in the movie two days ago and i have not stopped crying so would you say your tears have sufficiently lubricated Nitai for this episode? I hope so. I want Nitai I want Nitai to watch it ASAP because we you you and I, Nitai, we gotta talk about Violet Evergarden. I'm so fucking ready. Netflix, please. Can I watch it? Yes, Netflix, please. <laughs> That'll be great. I'd love that. Also, I know we didn't write this down, but uh, we just learned a couple of days ago, or well, yesterday, really, that uh, Yuru Camp is getting a movie, and I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> What's that show about again? I am uh, cute girls doing cute things. Uh, <laughs> I know I am the Original. only one here who's really a slice of life whore, but let me have this. Girl, I like slice of life. I just don't like... Uh cute girls wow rude um but moving on from something wholesome we're gonna be talking about something completely different today um which is a pretty heavy topic um so that'll be fun (laughs) yay (laughs) yay so over the past few years i've noticed that there's been this trend in anime where Certain shows have received a lot of backlash for the sensitive content they have in them. And when I say sensitive content, I am specifically, uh, usually talking about sexual content. And um, even more specifically, uh, it's usually surrounding uh, assault. Um... And so there's a content warning for uh, the listeners that we're going to be talking about that a lot uh, this episode. Um, Yeah. Hey, look, we've done more than Crunchyroll to (laughs) warn our audience. Nice. Oh, no, not that. So, yeah, I thought um, just so that we're all on the same page, I would go through all the controversies that that apparently are, like, really, like, close together um, in the timeline that they occur, which has spurred me to make this uh, commentary discussion thing that we're doing right now. So um, we'll start with 2018 October when Goblin Slayer premiered. Uh, the first episode was on Crunchyroll and it featured a graphic rape and violence, uh, although I did not personally watch it. 
Uh, that's what I've been told. Um, I can t- as someone who has watched, I can say it's pretty graphic. Yeah, the fucking CG was very violent to my eyes. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. no, not that. Yeah, it received a lot of backlash from fans, and Crunchyroll issued a public apology, and they uh, retroactively added a content warning to the episode, uh, which, you know, they should have had it originally, but whatever. Um, then we have, in 2019 of January... Uh, Shield Hero premiered, and that received a lot of controversy from critics and uh, fans, uh, specifically because they used false accusations of rape as a central plot point, which was really uh, tone deaf to what was going on at the time. Uh, I suppose I'm just I I was always confused by why was that show so controversial because it's like. I mean, uh, people should be talking about the show more so because it's shitty, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, obviously, sure, but... Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, I personally found it tone-deaf because, uh, like, I don't, the Me Too movement was very strong going on at that time, and, like, it's already hard for rape victims to, like, come out and speak about what has happened to them. So, having... but why would people think that like a fucking Japanese cartoon has anything to do with the Me Too movement? I mean, let's be honest. It it just seems very insensitive. Well, I mean that it, I, I I can understand that from a very that's a very Western way to look at it. But if you look at it from a Japanese perspective, the whole Me Too movement has never been that big in that in that country. No, but even then, it's like when you I I don't agree with like connecting between the two. It seems very. I don't know, far-fetched to, like, connect the fucking shield hero of all shows to, like, Me Too. Because, like, when you look at the show, at, like, the context of, like, the events, it's kind of, like, I don't see it, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a very surface-level connection, you know? That's what I'm trying to say. I get what you're saying, that, like, there may be no connection on the production side, but the reality of it is, is that it's an international production and a lot of the viewers were offended um and that feeling of offense is valid and they just spoke that they didn't like it and that's that's what the controversy was yeah i'm not trying to disparage them that i'm just confused by it it's also worth mentioning that rising the shield hero is based on a, a light novel that was written years or well it was the beginning of it at least was written years before the me too movement was even a thing so it's an anime adaptation of something that happened way before the thing that it's being compared to even started. Like insinuating that the show was made like sort of intentionally or while they were they knew that the Me Too movement was happening, I think it's kind of reaching, honestly. Um, I don't know about that because the Me Too movement was an international movement and the production committee did decide to animate it at that time, but I do see what you're saying. Um <sighs> It was kind of one of those things, though, especially considering when it came out, or at least the first season of Rising of the Shield Hero came out, that they were kind of damned if they did, damned if they didn't. Because if they had cut all of that out, the people who actually read the light novel and liked it would have been crying foul because people were ta- tampering with my storyline. And if they and that the fact that they left it in, people are bitching because my representation. 
But like how, yeah, but how could you even edit it? I mean, it's kind of sort of the whole premise of the show. That's like the catalyst for most of the events in yeah, the show. Yeah, it's, it's certainly the catalyst and the, the whole premise of the first half of the story. Yeah. At least the first so part like, of the story. It's like, what you gonna do? I mean, for the, like, for a lot of this stuff, I mean, on on paper, it might not be as, like, crazy or as offensive as it's been made out to be but it just becomes something that is offensive because it is so poorly handled by the production committee like the way that they did it in shield hero they didn't even like try to be sensitive or like nuanced or like it was just so stupid is the fact that the show was stupid made the the premise of using false rape even more offensive than it would have been i mean to, to me to me in particular like i i don't care about this controversy mostly because i don't care about the fucking show but um like i i can definitely see where natai is coming from like it does seem like a, a bit of a stretch to equate this with the me too movement and also i do think it's a little disingenuous of people who were like offended by this because like they're offended because it's uh an uh portrayal of a false rape allegation in the middle of me too that kind of defeats the purpose because there are actual false rape allegations out there like yeah it does happen it may not happen like all the time but it, it happens if it's happened at least once it has happened you'd be surprised how many times it happens even there are false rape accusations but at the same time there are a lot of rape survivors who are be or who are afraid of being called a false rape accuser and remain silent. So there's things on both sides, and I don't know where I was going with that, but I we no, talked I totally about agree this with on you the with... podcast oh, yeah. before. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I totally agree with you on that. I just feel like, and like, it's an important discussion that needs to be had for sure. But I just feel like trying to like, I, I was generally surprised, like, because I watched the show a, like quite a long time after the whole controversy happened. And while watching it, like, you know, I watched the first few episodes, I'm like, really? Over this, people got really upset? It's like, uh, I don't know. It kind of, it, it, felt, it felt like people were just, like, looking for something to be upset about. Which is a shame, but because, again, it's an important That's discussion true. that needs to be had. Because, you know. I mean, I, I like how people, because there were kind of a couple of controversies with Shield Hero, because people just graduated from this, right, to, oh my god, fucking Reptalia is a little child, and we're lusting after her, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <Pretty> much. <laughs> after that, we have, um, in 2020, uh, January, Interspecies Reviewers uh, was picked up by Funimation and they streamed it for like, I don't know, a few episodes. Three episodes, I think. Then they're like, "Uh, hold up, fam. We ain't doing this anymore. And they stopped (laughs) streaming it because, uh, quote unquote, it was not up to company standards. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Okay, girl. girl. Um, I feel like Interspecies Reviews was is the least, or sorry, is the most innocuous of all of these controversies because like there's very minimal assault in that, if at all. It's um, not even about the assault; it's more about it being like so much so sexual. Yeah, like Interspecies Reviewers is probably the most sex-positive anime I've ever watched in my life. That's I know, true. Right? I think that's that's what 
I thought as well. But like thinking about it more, I think the controversy is more that uh, in a lot of countries, prostitution is illegal. So in Japan, prostitution that might is illegal. Be, yeah, that might be uh, the reason why it was so. The why Funimation took it down. They, I thought it took it down because it was too graphic and sexual, which was so fucking weird because, like, just check the fucking source material or, I don't know, watch an episode before you license I, it. No, right? you, you yeah, can't just check the source material for that because I have gone and read the source material. It is not anywhere near as razy as the anime. But still, uh, uh, sure. But still, you know, you if you're fucking licensing a show, it's like, I don't know what they were expecting. They They should, like... Fucking watch an episode or something like we've, I've, I'm sure they were pitched the episodes. To me, to me though, Natai, that's the funniest thing because it kind of implies that there wasn't a lot of oversight that was done with uh, Funimation licensing this show, and they're like, "Oh, this is out there. Let's grab it. It's cheap." For sure, for sure. Yeah. Also, it's fucking. I mean, people said it plenty of times, but it's funny because they they have a lot of very sexual and very sexual shows on Funimation. So it's like, really? Yeah. They didn't, I don't think they specifically said why they just said that it's not up to company standards. Yeah. Well, do, do remember, remember they, they, uh, they have licensed, um, Valkyrie drive mermaid, which is literally a show about women who can only activate their fucking powers when they have orgasms. Mm. Yeah, I know. There's, there's so much double standards that, um, We'll get into. And there's no, I know. Uh, and there's literally a scene in that anime where you get to watch two girls eating each other out to activate their powers. Like, come on, really? Yeah, which makes which makes me lead, uh, or leads me to think that it was the prostitution part, but I'm not sure because they didn't really say. Um, and the final controversy of this full list is um recently in 2021 January. A uh, redo of Healer premiered, which uh, <laughs> had a plot that focused around very graphic uh, rape and torture, um, which I can attest to because I did watch. I don't know how much I watched. Was it whatever the first arc, however many episodes that is, um, and it was very graphic and disturbing. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Apparently, this has become a trend. Yeah. I mean, with Redo of Healer, though, I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into it because I know that at least you and I's show are planning on doing a spoiler cast for this show. Yeah. I'll join as well. Um, oh, boy. Oh, my. Good luck. <laughs> It'll be a party. I watched the first two episodes very recently. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Uh, it's it's something. It's pretty brutal. Though. I, Let's I definitely be honest. have a lot like, to say Some of the it. torture is is kind of brutal. It's like the edgiest shit yeah. I've seen in a long time. It's so stupid. It is edgy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can say this. My problem with it was more that like it justifies rape and torture, which I feel yeah. like a lot of people believe that. Like, oh, if he raped her, or if they raped him, then he can rape them. And I'm like, no. No, it doesn't work that no, way, there's boy. There's no justification. What is happening here? It's really, really... While watching the first two episodes, what's really, really strange to me how fucking unironic the show is about itself. There's, like, no one bit of, like, cynicism in it. It's like they're playing it straight, you know? And it's kind of... 
disgusting. <laughs> um, I feel like it's very shameless in how it's like, like self-insert gratification kind of thing. Because like the main the main character is like so op, and it's like it's just the way the narrative is is formed it just sounds like something that you like revenge it's basically revenge porn it's literal revenge it's literally revenge porn yeah do we want to delve into like the details of it like what actually happens that was so controversial well i know but yeah i'm not sure if we want to save that i don't think it's necessary to go into details yeah i I don't maybe we should Um, save that for when we actually do the spoiler cast for this okay that's fair it was yeah. it's it's really strange like I'm I'm actually concerned if people are unironically like defending this show. It's so it's so sinister and disgusting in how like how serious it is about like justifying like the main character's action, you know? It's like Yeah, I feel like I'm in I'm in a weird position here too because like I, there's there's a lot of people online particularly that this really shit on this show and i i feel like i'm in a really weird position that i have to defend it because like i think it, i'm gonna pull it put it out there right now that i think the stuff that's going on like the main character is an absolutely disgusting individual in this show i cannot condone or endorse anything that he does but i'm fucking captivated by it because he's so fucking evil no there's been captivated by but you still know that it's really stupid and oh dumb yeah like i'm not really... saying this is like deeper or like meaningful fucking storytelling but i'm still captivated by it yeah that's okay that's like you know it's it's fun watching a, a, a fucking burning train just going off a cliff you know it's it's like it's dark a, but you know it's or like, a oh, burning yeah. or a burning fire poker going into someone's ass i mean after watching the first arc i like was completely uninterested in anything further i was like what what more do i i don't i don't want to watch more (laughs) i don't know once we do the spoiler cast i have a lot of complaints that we can go through (laughs) like i'm with alex like it is entertaining to watch this just like as like as a i don't know if calling it a hate watch is the right word but it's it's just so bad it's like an actual bad show like so, there is some entertainment oh, yeah, value in that. It looks like shit. Yeah, right? it, it's like watching a train wreck, like you said. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's 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 very unique. I I wanted to, I wanted to very ask unique though. Train wreck. I wanted to ask though before uh-huh. we move on from this because I don't know if we're gonna bring this up during the spoiler cast, but it was recently revealed that um, at least in Japan, uh. A vast, I won't say a vast, but a a big majority of the people who are watching Redo of Healer in Japan are women. What? I don't know what to think of that. I don't know either. (laughs) No, I'm 100% serious. The creator of of Redo of Healer actually tweeted that out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Or, well, last week, really, at this point. But um, that... According to like Nielsen data and I, I, whatever else they use to get viewership numbers, like a majority of people watching Redo of Healer in Japan are women. My mind exploded. <laughs> um, so. I know what that says about like, well, I, I don't want to generalize and shit, but I, I think that it, it kind of proves that women can be just as horny as men. But this isn't really like, this is not supposed to get you off, girl. You say that, but. <laughs> Great fantasies that. are a thing. In the words of jo- Joseph Joestar, I will never forgive the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
So yeah, so everything, all of the controversies we've talked about are different but similar as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they all received a lot of backlash. So, I mean, it's hard to generalize for all of them. But, like, do you see a, a trend or is it just me? I definitely see a, a trend in the sense that I think that... Um more and more anime productions are willing to like take risks and like push the boundaries of what's considered acceptable to show. Um, Cause you look at something like redo of healer or interspecies reviewers 10, 15 years ago, there's not a single production company that would have taken this on at all. Cause like, where were you going to show it? I don't know, because I feel like... I don't know about like, that. Old, yeah, older anime, the, a lot less was censored. That's that's very true. Well, exactly. especially when it came to nudity. Like, when, like, hardcore sexual content, I think, still probably would have been a no-go. But, like, yeah, back in the day, people were a little bit more lax about nudity. You're right. Yeah, like, back in the 80s and 90s, there were a lot of, like, OVAs and movies that were brutal in, with their violence and, like, sexual, like, sort of uh, scenes. You know, I mean, I mean, for a lesser extent, I mean, Ghost in the Shell literally opens up with a naked woman just jumping off a building. You know, it's like that's true. I don't know if like maybe in like in the two thousand like in the two thousands there was like sort of less of that, but in the eighties and nineties there were a shit ton of OVAs and movies that were really hardcore into that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, again, you're just talking about nudity though, which it was slightly different than having graphic sexual content. Yeah, but also, I mean, in all of these examples, aside from Shield Hero, there is like ma- like major nudity, you know. Yeah, I'd say like especially in Goblin Slayer's case, like that kind of for a lot of people that came out of nowhere because people were kind of oh, going yeah. into Goblin Slayer expecting, oh, this is going to be like a fun fantasy story that isn't going to have you know, it's going to be something that's going to be fun, and then it immediately starts with, oh my god, here's a bunch of violence and rape. Yeah. Hmm. So I think a lot of people in that instance were like shocked. The backlash was just how shocked people were about what they just saw with no warning whatsoever. And I think a lot of that goes with how that like Goblin Slayer in particular was marketed. Like it wasn't marketed as like this uh, brutal, violent thing. It wasn't? Weren't the trailers it like wasn't? very yeah, dark I, I, and I thought tone? it was very violent like in the advertisement and the like poster I mean, and everything. Yeah. You'd think just by the name itself, the name, Goblin Slayer, Slayer. You'd, you'd think yeah. that. But I mean, yeah, there was violence in its marketing, but I mean, the, the sexual, the violent sexual content wasn't really there. Which I guess brings me to the point of like, the whole backlash can be attributed to some part to uh, the demographics that the show was going for, and whether there was like a uh, different, a different, a differential between like what they were going for and who actually watched it. Because, like, I mean, it's hard to tell with anime who the show is being marketed for like are you marketing for like super edgy you know edge lords are you marketing for like casual fans and what age group are you marketing for as well yeah what what uh, gender are you marketing for i don't know if the gender is that important <laughs> i think i think i think it plays a point in it it plays part in it yeah probably to some extent i, I guess i think and I, I think that also brings up like a point that all these streaming services do a very poor job of like 
I don't know, separating their content according to like genre and, you know, what type of sensitive content is in there mm. and like having age restrictions, obviously. Um, and this might be a problem with how the streaming services have formatted their uh, catalog. Oh, for sure. I th- like at least from for Crunchyroll, I think they're doing shit do- job of cataloging. <laughs> like, like, do, like make, no, yeah. seriously, their catalog is like is so vast that there's like no order in it. Yeah. Let's be frank. I mean, I, I think that I think that like a a service like Funimation or Crunchyroll could definitely benefit from like content tags on their uh, on their their shows and the stuff that they license. Uh, if for no other reason than number one, it would make the the catalog itself way easier to search through. Um, but also, it would help people make more informed judgments about what they're watching. Yeah, and like when you're searching for it, maybe you put filters on mm. what you like. I would like to select fantasy PG thirteen. Like, put those filters in. Yeah. Oh, and you can also set it up like in your account where like there are certain tags that are blocked. So, like, like if you're browsing right and you don't know what you want to watch, and you're saying, "Hey, algorithm, show me something to watch," you know, exclude things with these specific tags. Yeah, totally. Does Crunchyroll, Funimation, or Netflix even? I think Netflix does have it, but does Crunchyroll and Funimation have like sort of a? I don't know if calling call it a content warning, but just like this show features explicit violence and like, does it have any disclaimer like that? Yeah, on some shows, especially on Crunchyroll, there'll be a, a little like disclaimer title card that comes up before the show starts. Like, you know, this show contains depictions of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but that only happened ever since, like, Goblin Slayer aired. Yeah, I mean, before Goblin Slayer, they never did this. Yeah, very. they very rarely do that. And honestly, I think that should be, like, very... Uh, like, TV shows do that before every show. They're like, this episode contains blah, 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 blah. Like, they should have that on anime as well, which I think is mostly... The problem is that Crunchyroll... <laughs> is trying to cut costs as much as they can and they don't give a fuck about providing a better service and they're not going to put content warnings on their episodes but they really should be and even even if you don't want to even if you don't want to put like a title card in the episode put it in your description of the show like right at the top yeah don't put it in the episode even i i like i don't know sometimes it feels like they just put it randomly like i watched like an episode of attack on titan and it just popped out of nowhere i was like really Wait, at really? the beginning or in yeah, the, the beginning of the episode the, or what? At the beginning of the episode, oh. like it said, this episode, this like, the content has like very explicit <laughs> violence. So I was like, I like, I like the idea of someone watching Attack on Titan and then coming across that and like, well, I'm not watching this now. <laughs> no, it's, it's so fucking stupid because they put it in like one of the episodes of the final season. I'm like, Bruh, if someone made it this far in the show, I don't think it's... it's like, yeah, if you, it, it if you made it anymore. to the fourth season of Attack on <laughs> Titan and you didn't realize that there was violence in it, what have you been watching? Because it's not like they went back and put that disclaimer in the first season, you know? It's it's so fucking stupid. Ugh. Yeah. But, like, you know how, you know how, like, TV shows have, like, this episode is rated R for mild nudity, like, profanity, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, that should be with the episodes of anime as well. Like, just... A card for every every episode of every anime and show this is rated PG thirteen for this. It would also be Next. nice if they would, in, you know how like, well at least in the United States television 
programs have these little rating things that show up typically in the, like the top right or the top left corner of the screen mm. when the show starts that gives you yeah. like an actual rating and then it'll have like letters underneath that that tell you different content that it has it'd be nice if they'd adapt something like that for anime in the exact same way where it gave like a generalized um a rating you know like a like a tvg or a tvpg or whatever and then this anime gave... is rated kawaii yes no, <laughs> rated k that. for kawaii <laughs> <laughs> um, i think the anime is rated but it's not like they don't incorporate that into the streams into the streaming service true and rather. it's not standardized either on Mal, I think there's like ratings, right? Yeah, yes. there are ratings on Mal. Yes, you you no, you're right. Yeah, there uh, are. Like a good example. I don't know why I just chose this, but um, <laughs> for for example, the second season of B Stars is rated R seventeen for violence and profanity. Yeah, mm-hmm. why don't you just put that on a card before the episode? <laughs> Excuse me, Bro, it's R seventeen plus for violence and profanity. Or in the like show d- description or whatever. It's, ah, it's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I mean, in terms of the uh, in terms of the whole tagging thing, there's a service called AnyChart, which is something that we typically use during our um, our season preview episodes that we do, which has tags for just about every single epi- or every single show that airs uh, during each particular season. Like I'm looking right now at it. So, I'm, uh, again, I don't know why I chose this. It was the first thing that popped up, but, uh, for this season's, um, don't toy with me. It's Nagataro. It's got the tags of bullying. I don't, I don't know why that's a but, tag. Uh, not that. Shonen, Sundere, Slapstick, Gyaru, uh, School and Tomboy. How, how could you not implement this? Like it's already there for you to implement. I mean, they could polish that up, but, I mean, they they just cut corners all the time. Crunchyroll of animation, all of them. I think they put that in like the official DVD Blu-ray releases, mm. but I, I I'm actually not sure. I think they do. They should, but they definitely don't do it with the streaming episodes, which is dumb. But okay. My bucket of Blu-ray has like an age, or I think it was sixteen or whatever. So some, mm. I, so Blu-rays do have that. Which makes sense. I think that just like standards for like yeah, home video releases, right? To, like wait, you have yeah, to yeah, rate yeah. it. But but show brought up a good point earlier in that like is some of this backlash because people who the show isn't designed for are watching it and they're getting something they didn't really expect. Like I think some of that is really on the people that are watching it because like the artist can't be held responsible for someone being irresponsible and not realizing what they're fucking watching. Unless the artist is gearing their art towards that specific demographic. Like who is this demographic for? Mm. And it's not really clear on Crunchyroll because like literally two shows like literally look the same and one is fucking rave and violence every episode and the other is like... Let's have a tea party. It's like As Lily, it, they literally look the same. Good, good example. Good example of two different shows that have that look somewhat similar, but have vastly different like outcomes, like the, different content. Um, in the manga shoujo genre, you got Sailor Moon. It's nice and pretty. You got these really cute girls, and they go to all uh, they kick ass, and then no one ever gets hurt, no one ever dies, and it's all just a happy ending at the begin at the end. And then you go watch Madoka Magica, and it's literally none of that. That's our, but but yeah. that 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 example is super like is I don't know if to call it an outlier, but Madoka Magica, the whole point behind. It's marketing before it came out was that it was supposed to be 
oh, look at this very adorable show, it's so cute. And then, like, that was the whole point behind the marketing. They were trying to trick people into thinking it's just a normal show. And then Gen Robuchi came in and just butchered people. But that's, yes. that's like, that that's fair. But, yeah. like, I don't know, I think... I think it's fair to say that the responsibility is on both, like, the, the streaming services and the audience to some extent. Hmm. Like, as we said, like, the streaming services are doing a very poor job at, like, I don't know if marketing, but, like, being very clear about what type of shows the, they have on their platforms, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's on them. I mean, people are paying them to for a fucking service. They need to make their service better. I think it's pretty easy. But... I think it's also like on the audience, uh, like it's a part of the audience responsibility as well to like, you know, fucking do a bit of homework before watching a random show. I think it's not too much to ask. Let's be honest. I don't think I don't think it's really up to the audience because like literally the standards for TV in like Canada and America are that you have to put a warning for content like that's the law before an episode is aired i i agree with you on that and again that's what i'm saying it's the responsibility wasn't the... it's like the same um law that like you have to censor swear words on like radio and public television and blah 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 like it's no, not again, up i agree to... with you it's yeah 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 i agree with you it's like again like the streaming services it's it's on them but like to to a lesser extent like and let, let's be honest we live in a world where it's all streaming it's just a, it's all streaming services you're in no rush to watch an episode uh-huh. the moment it comes out you see something you can take like two minutes of your time to check what the show is and if it's for you or not for you again the streaming services need to provide you as much information as possible wait but can, it's also on Natai, you to not you, just can click you repeat that one thing you just said what do you mean what about since it's a streaming it's service, to, like, you're under no obligation the to watch it. Services give you out. as much information as possible. No, yeah, yeah. The, when it's, it's a streaming service, and that you don't have any obligation to watch it when it comes out. Say it yeah, again. Yeah, you don't need to watch it the it. moment it comes out. It's fucking a streaming. All right, tell Attack on Titan oh, fans that. I said. Please. Oh no, not this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I just want to bring up this point. I don't know how important it is, but. Like, a good chunk of anime fans are, like, early teens, late teens. And I feel that, like, that demographic is very highly associated with anime uh, by the public at large. Which may be a contributing factor to why these uh, shows were so controversial. Mm. Just because it could, it, like children may be like children viewers may be encountering these shows and like watching this content that they did not want to which is which is kind of a shame i think this is still kind of a holdover of the old like the old way of looking at anime like it's animated therefore it's for young people like not really because there's a lot of anime especially today that are made that are geared specifically towards adult audiences definitely Mm -hmm. but i think that it's still like uh, maybe the old view was that like ninety five percent of animation is for children, uh, but I think like the current view is like maybe around fifty percent adult, fifty percent uh, younger people, yeah. which is not too far off from the actual demographics. 
And even if those are the percentages, that's still a lot of children that are not like being properly informed of the content that they are viewing. Yeah. I mean, and of course, you can't really expect people who are underage to have that kind of agency. I mean, they have guardians and parents for a reason. So in that instance, it's kind of more up to the people who are responsible for those underage people to keep up with what they're watching and to determine whether they should be watching it or not. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, like Crunchyroll and Funimation as, you know, companies who know that a large portion of their demographic are children should be more like accommodating for mm. them. And we get, you know? where we get back to the whole thing, like the studio or not the studio, but the uh, the anime streaming services really should take a more um, proactive role in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So we've talked a lot about like, who is this content actually for? But um, there's another part of this conversation, which is the actual, you know, offensive content or sensitive content that is in these shows that trigger this controversy. Um, what is offensive about it? Like, which we've talked about before in that, you know, like older anime also contains like, sexual violence and there wasn't that much of a backlash about the older anime at least not to my knowledge because not as many people watched it i don't you know you're right you are right because it's not it wasn't as international outside of outside of japan you're you're absolutely right and it's worth pointing out that a lot of these quote-unquote controversies aren't controversies in japan they're only controversies outside of it and particularly in the west like well mm. the thing i guess so because the thing is that i guess the source material premiered in japan a long time ago and only now the west is getting a hold of it i'm not sure that might be completely off base. I mean, for some but for some of the I things you we make talked about point. you're absolutely right like the whole thing with shield heroes like it i think the the light novel started like being published in 2012 2013 mm-hmm it was quite a while before the Me Too movement. That's the point. Yeah. Well, and before its anime came out, too. Like, it was a long time before its anime came out. Yeah. Because, again, it has nothing to do with that movement. People were, like, obviously, like, that movement happened and, like, it affected a lot of people for better or for worse. And that's totally okay. Uh, but then this show was very high profile and depicted, like some like, some actions of, like, false accusations of rape. And people, to me, it feels like to some extent, like latched onto that specific part of the show and like sort of inflated it to something beyond like what it's like what originally it is, which is just a fucking stupid show for kids, you know? I mean, I did bring up the Me Too movement, but even regardless of the Me Too movement, I think it's just insensitive to sexual assault survivors in general. I understand that the I understand that like the situation that the shield hero portrays is a situation that occurs like false rape occurs or uh, false rape accusations yeah, maybe, rather. maybe not in the but, way it's portrayed but yes yeah but like if you want to do a, a plot around such a sensitive topic you're gonna have to handle it well and shield hero did not handle it well, well i mean I I that since, since poorly, you said but that my- Hold on, hold on. Since you said that, I have to ask, do you have a, a way in your mind that that specific thing could have been handled in a more sensitive way? Me? Yeah. Well, since you're the one that seems to, or, well, 
doesn't seem you say you have the issue with it. Is there actually a way to do it sensitively? If you think it was well, done honestly, it's been a it's been a while since I watched that episode. But like I've seen shows, anime and otherwise that have portrayed rape and sexual violence and all these other horrible things. And they're not all necessarily like, you know, offensive because they take the content seriously and they don't they don't make it a cheap plot device. It just, I just, I just, it, the Shield Hero stuff just rubbed me the wrong way. It just seemed too cheap. It seemed, it, it was just stupid. If I may counter, um, <laughs> to me, uh-huh. no, like, honestly, because, like, as I uh-huh. hope someone watched the show, and I'm not even a big fan of the show, it's just fine. It's just a show. It's whatever. But to me, it's like, I, I felt, I, I didn't feel anything like too strongly about that like whole like story beat because in the context of the show it made sense and it worked and it like it worked to me for me at least because let's be honest the show isn't like it's it's sort of just a schlocky show about this guy who is like like being beaten down constantly and slowly rising up and you know becoming a hero or whatever it doesn't fucking matter and in the context of that, it just being like a sort of a schlocky show and just a not not very too serious. It doesn't take itself too seriously, even though like it has some darker moments. It worked because they portrayed like the the one who accused the main character as a very irredeemable person, you know. And let's be honest, when you falsely accuse someone of rape, you're kind of a piece of shit. They didn't try and give her any redeeming properties or any redeeming motivations for what she did so to me i think it was handled not i mean artistically but it was handled okay and well and not offensively also let's be honest also there wasn't anything graphic in that part of the story so it's like whatever to me i don't know that whole story would work because again like the what the accuser is sort of a, a just a piece of shit and the show isn't trying to redeem them at all in no you know like no way the thing the thing is that when you when you villainize someone who is a f- false rape accuser which obviously is a bad thing like you're also villainizing people who claim that women are false rape accusers in quotation marks because that's that's what people claim against women who are actual sexual mm. assault victims and they do. I mean, I that guess is you can say, so you can many think women of it that are... way. But again, anyways, like... we've we've talked about this before. But I understand what you're saying. I've already voiced what I've said. Um... <laughs> anyways, I like how he sees we're this... going down a road. I don't want to go down. <laughs> talking. No, no, about that's this made I'll... me think. Made me think. Yes, there is a way I would have been more happier with how they portrayed it. Is if they had actual sexual assault. Um, victims in the show, like uh, let me rewind sure, that. I, 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 uh, sure, I, the, the thing that drops me the wrong way is just how much people were vocal against it. You know, like I, I get, I really, I totally understand where you're coming from. For me, it just drops me the wrong way, like how much, like the controversy imploded over it, because I don't think it's as like, w- like worthy of such a discussion as like. I would agree. Yeah, it's not that relevant. Show. I, I you know? see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. 
Is, yes, I, I see yeah, that. it's not it's not like it's not a controversy and maybe it could have been handled differently, but yeah, it's worth pointing out that it's not that bad in the context of all some of the other stuff that we've talked about for sure. I don't know, it, it's a bit insidious in its implications, but I, I see what you're saying. It's not that relevant. It's not they it kind of blew up out of nowhere. It, it didn't have it didn't need to have that much of an impact. Um, I also think that like I mean not not saying that this is you obviously show but I think that some people were quote unquote offended by this because they don't think that uh, uh, false rape allegations should ever be portrayed because they don't believe it actually happens. I don't know mm. if anyone believes that, Alex. I I think there's some people out there that would say that it doesn't happen or that it happens so infrequently that it doesn't even warrant talking about. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I, it's pretty common knowledge that celebrities get false rape accusations all the time. I Like, everybody knows that. Anyways. Um, anyways. <laughs> we can move on. Uh, I, like, I, I do like how there is, at least with the stuff that's happened recently, um, there is a sort of trend to it. And it pretty much all revolves around sex in some way or another. Yeah, because in the West, sex is such a taboo topic for some reason. Which I don't understand. Like, violence is completely acceptable, but the second you, you mix it with sex, it somehow yeah, it's becomes ridiculous. unacceptable. Like, the whole thing with Goblin Slayer, especially its first episode, was about how just brutally violent that whole rape was. Like, not the fact that it was rape, which in itself is pretty brutal, but the way they went about it is just puts like a, uh, I, I don't know, it just it, it takes it over the top. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. But I think if it had just been the violence in that scene, especially in that first like People wouldn't have batted an eye. No, people would not have batted an eye. There would never been any kind yep. of content warnings put on that show. Never. It never would have happened. But the second they introduce anything sexual to it, immediately everyone goes, oh, my gosh, and they clutch their pearls. I think it's because just in general, you know, violence is a very easy, easily prosecutable crime, but a lot of rape goes unprosecuted because it's hard to prove so it may be a more maybe that's why it may be a more sensitive topic for i guess viewers in general not just the west but i guess it is more western viewers is because it is like a current problem that like our society is facing Mm. so that might be Mm. why but i get what you're saying like i get what you're saying um it's kind of weird to me though like we talked about how there was similar content um before an anime but it's more controversial now but also like there's similar content in just western media in general and i feel like it doesn't get as much scrutiny as it does when it appears in anime and maybe that's because of the demographic of anime maybe yeah because people are still thinking yeah it's for kids I think a lot of live action stuff just gets a, a pass anyway because, you know, people are more used to it. Because, like, you look at... That's true. There, there's, mm. like, there's, like, these um, shows that are on the streaming services like Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and they'll have pretty graphic sexual content. They'll talk about rape or show rape or, you know, um, other kinds of sexual violence. And, like, this, there's not a huge controversy over it. Or if there is, I mean, it's usually because it's tangential to something else in the show. Um, like, I don't know, maybe a character that is, like, raped is portrayed as being underage um mm-hmm. but you know whatever I, it doesn't get as much scrutiny because people are more used to it mm-hmm. they're not used to seeing that might i mean be true. And, and it's 
no, it, it, it's worth also worth pointing out that there's still a lot of people that equate animation with four children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is people true. are still like thinking that way. Yeah, um, that's totally correct. I also, yeah, I also want to bring up the idea that like not only compared to like Western media or old anime, but like even current anime. Like, okay, Goblin Slayer was considered, and uh, Interspecies Reviewers was considered controversial. But like you said, Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, like, all these other etchy shows Mm. that are just, like, literally (laughs) these women. Like, for a lot of shows in general, I I forget the name of that show, where, like, he fucks his sister or something. Aramanga Sensei? Yes, Aramanga Sensei, or so like all like incest, sexual assault, like all of this is like very common for etchy shows in general, and like it's etchy shows in general are very misogynistic, but what specifically there's these uproars over these specific shows and not etchy, which has been like a thing for like ever, or incest, which is kind of a crime in a lot of places. Yeah, so I don't. Is it maybe it's the sexual violence? Maybe the violence is the part. I, 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 well, maybe I also people. think the the graphic nature of the sex that's being shown also because I you mentioned like Aramanga Sensei or, or Emo. Yeah, there's incest in there, but it it's not graphic really in any way. It's kind of lovey dovey and portrayed as this like wholesome thing, and like the the closest thing you get to like a sex scene is them holding hands or kissing. But I think it also comes back to the fact that, again, more people, like, you have way more people watching these shows. I mean, let's be honest. When What was the fucking name of that Valkyrie show you said? Oh, Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. That came out at a time that not as many people watched that. Yeah, I know. It, it came, came out, out in 2015, time, not as many people watching it. Wait, what? Yes, it came out in 2015. Then I don't know. My, my point is invalidated right now. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, of course, there's like all these like very current etchy shows that are like completely just, you know, objectifying women and then just like they like in character, they don't consent and they're being groped and like, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, this is fine, but not like interspecies reviewers. Interspecies reviewers, no. Well, it, like you said, interspecies reviewers revolves almost entirely around prostitution, and I think I think you're right. I think a lot of the controversy probably came from that. That because prostitution, the consensual transaction of sex, is more controversial than unconsexual unconsensual groping. Unconsexual. That is the that is that is the society we live in. <laughs> you almost Dude, said unconsexual. Uh, That's going to be the new word of the day. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? Anytime. Do you think? I was going to ask, do you think, though, that, like, fucking regular Karen from the street to watch his casual anime or whatever for some reason actually cared about it being about prostitution? I think people were cared about it because it was so upfront with its sexuality, you know? But there's so many edgy shows that are upfront about it. I think that Funimation Uh, that licensed it... No, I think that Funimation that licensed it was worried about it because it portrays something that at least in the United States, where a majority of their viewership comes from, that's illegal. That's what I think Funimation cares about. Yeah, sure, but like again, we're talking about the controversy and how fucking much of an uproar it got online, you know? I don't think most of like most of them actually cared about the prostitution it was more like oh my god how disgusting though this like fucking fucking porn they're doing in 2d what the fuck is that i think that to a lot of people i think it 
that was the extent of it. It's funny though because if these people who complained about it actually sat down and watched the show, they'd they'd see that. I mean, yeah, it's about prostitution, but number one, it's very sex positive, and it actually kind of shows like a pretty positive view of sexuality too. And I mean, it's subjective. I would definitely consider it sex positive, but a lot of other countries and even people in America would think that it's not, it's demeaning. I guess just because they think <sighs> prostitution is demeaning. Mm. I mean that, that's that's a personal view. I don't I don't see yeah. it that way personally. Yeah. I mean I see it Me as neither, I see it as but... consensual business transaction. That's how I see it. Yeah. So do you think that we as a society have become more aware of sexual misconduct? Uh and that is more of a contributing factor to this controversy? Or do you think that the content of the specific anime is getting more offensive over time? The or do you think both? Can I just say yes? <laughs> yes to all of it. I definitely <laughs> think that 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 both may be applicable. Yeah. Although I'm mm. not entirely sure because I don't really watch a lot of older anime. Oh, there were there were certainly you, you'd be surprised th- yeah, there, about like how fucking weird shit happens in do- these old OVAs. That's well, and, and, and it, yeah, it's also worth mentioning that is... even in super uh-huh. old anime, there were there were controversies too when they came out. Like a good example um, would probably be Odessa um, Yatsura, which was like an uh, one of the original edgy shows from the 1980s. That that garnered a lot of controversy because the main character shows a lot of skin throughout the entire run of the show. Gah, woman, mm. put on some clothes. Like, she's almost entirely in a bikini through the entire run of the show. That's true. Fuck yeah. Um, just, like, speaking from personal, my personal experience with anime, I feel like maybe, like, the 2000s up until, like, the last few years, mm. it hasn't been, there hasn't been this much controversy over, you know, sexual content. I do think Even that though, in the West, yes, there is, like, this... Uh, more awareness of like sexual misconduct especially like um in the workplace i mean you see a lot of it in hollywood a b- bunch of people coming out and you know accusing and like it's been proven that a lot of people in hollywood are fucking scummy ass people shock i know um and i think that there's also a more um or there's becoming a more positive um I don't know what the word is. I was going to say attitude, but a positive reception reception towards uh, people who are victims of these things actually speaking out about them. Um, not mm-hmm. saying obviously it's perfect, but there's, I mean, it's, it's getting better. We're I think getting there. Respect. Um, and yeah. I think that's also correlated like at the same time with a rise in uh, with anime, at least. Um artists and studios being more willing to take a risk on more risque material um, and people pushing the envelope as to what is acceptable. I think those two things are happening at the same time and they are somewhat in conflict with each other. Yeah, I think I, I see. I that. see. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good analysis. Um, well done, Alex. I try. Oh my God. You're like a sexologist. <laughs> Honey. Call me Sex call me Alex just call me uh Rogan Senpai, I guess. I don't know. Oh my oh god. Dear. It's entirely possible. Um, <laughs> it's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So, uh sort of in conclusion to wrap this up, like what do we think about sensitive content in anime in general? Like, do we want to see more of it? How do we want to see it? 
Do we want to see yes. it at all? Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> I mean, the beauty, the beauty, the, the beauty in art is that it can take things from like li- regular like life experiences that people have had, I guess, and sort of like make a story out of it or make something interesting or even beautiful out of it. And that goes for the good things in life and the bad things in life. Um, I don't think in any medium or any like sort of platform where we tell stories or like create art, we should avoid sensitive topics um, because that would be honestly be a shame. I think there is a place and room to explore like more darker issues that we face in society as just as much as like we put like regular stuff like the fucking shonen anime about boys punching each other you know yeah mm-hmm. i mean it would yeah. be a shame if we don't do more of these yeah and my, myself like as someone who like really appreciates art and artists in general especially the freedom of the artist to create whatever they want like yeah i may personally find whatever they're creating to be despicable i may absolutely hate it but i definitely respect the right of the artist to create whatever they feel like they have to um or whatever they want to and i always will approve of artists pushing the boundaries of what is considered acceptable and not shying away from making stuff that makes some people feel uncomfortable i mean that's the 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 beauty of art being subjective is that not everyone's going to like it and that's okay because there's always other art you can go look at and enjoy Mm mm-hmm I mean, when I first started watching anime, one of the big, like, selling points of the medium was that they really had no boundaries. Like, they didn't give a fuck. They were like, oh, we're gonna just talk about incest. Here we go! Whole show about incest! Woo! I'm like, wow, okay, I haven't seen that before. This is pretty interesting. Uh, But at this point in, like, my life, I am not really interested in watching anime that are just, like, so, like, throw out all conventions to the wind and have no sensitivity at all to anything. And I'm like, I mean, it was fun at first, but now I'm just like, I'm just not interested in that anymore. If you want to do a show about very taboo subjects, I would love to watch it. Um, You just have to be... You have to just, you know, handle it with care. And I would love, I would, I would be super excited um, to watch a show about super sensitive topics if they handle it well. But if they're going to do stuff like some cheap fantasy show that it's like, oh, the whole reason for this is because, you know, the stupid, like crazy reason. I'm like, I'm not interested at all. So, I mean, you can make it. I'm just not want. I'm just not interested in it. And if you make it, like, it's totally valid for people to offer criticism to it because. And that's the flip you know? side of what I just said. Like, as as much as artists have the freedom to make what they want, they the people who watch it have the freedom to either a not watch it or b criticize it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have do I do we have any final thoughts on this? Um, I mean, as 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 despicable as Redo of Healer is, it's got some good waifus in it. I don't know. I'm simultaneously hating or dreading and I'm slightly interested in having to watch the full redo of Healer for a spoiler cast, girl. The question is, are you going to watch the uncensored version? Of course. I tried to watch the censored (laughs) version. I couldn't do it, girl. The, 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 the amazing I, I, thing to me. What, what is the point of watching it censored? Like literally the reason you watch the show is to see the bullshit. That's true. 
Yeah, it's hentai. Why would you watch un- the sen- hey, would you hey, watch hentai? Hey, hey, I will not have the H word. I will not have the H word applied to this, sir. This is art. Dude, dude, let's not kid ourselves. This is a fucking hentai. Come on. But let's hentai implies that, that it's for gratification. And I don't know. Some people are getting off of this bullshit. I I don't know. Clearly, a great deal of women are getting off on it in Japan. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. So, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. Uh, Check the description below to find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, social media, and Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases there will really help us out. And with that, I have been your host, Sho, and we will see you next time. Say goodnight, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Oh, my God. Go to sleep. What a beautiful ending to a beautiful topic. Go the fuck to sleep, (sighs) Poon Poon.